Hi, everybody. I'm George, and this is the best little horror house in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest, at least, except that it's been a while, (laughs) but (laughs) we're going back to the library and we're doing a choose your own adventure book. This is something that has, for the most part, shifted to the Patreon, but my friend Jerry, who you might know from the wonderful It Follows episode, uh, you might also know him as the vocalist for hit metal band illustrium and the owner and proprietor of tuckins and uh he came on and he did a choose your own adventure book for the patreon which also by the way hello hi jerry hello they might also know me as the guy who got mocked by all the canadian guys that were on that one episode. that's right <laughs> famously <laughs> uh jerry got a big fuck you on the cube episode yep i i still maintain that it was deserved and i did bring the receipts afterward <laughs> Well, you know, so be it. So be it. That's all I have to say to that. I will defend Cube. If you come after Cube, I will come at you like a spider monkey. It's a wonderful movie. It is a wonderful movie. Yeah. So Jerry came on. He did a episode for the Patreon where we did Choose Your Own Adventure book. But we discovered through the process of doing the Choose Your Own Adventure book that it was, in fact, a sequel. That this was joining a story already in progress. And I think so it might we said, be the third in the, in the series. That may well be jerry that may well be and so we said of course we have to go back and that's exactly what we're here to do we're coming in we're gonna read the pillars of pentagon by rose estes and um i'm really looking forward to this the last one was a lot of fun it was very silly there was a cool rainbow dragon on it and uh i'm looking forward to this one are you i am very excited for it i'll be honest i think that the uh the cover made a promise that i'm not sure the book delivered on for the for the the first one the rainbow dragon one okay true true uh it was it was quite quite enjoyable i'm looking forward to getting to know the characters and their relationships as they're formed at least i hope that's what happens that's right uh i believe it was jamie was our main character a nice uh androgynous name (laughs) men and women alike and non-binary people as well could truly identify with this book (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen and I want to get your, your reaction to the title page here. Give me one moment. Boom. Bone dragon. Holy, holy shit. That's a lot more serious looking than the first one or the third one. I guess. <laughs> yeah. The last one, revenge of the rainbow dragons featured Jamie astride the titular rainbow dragon which we did never see. It's a little frightening. Yeah, this one's real fucking intense. It's um a a bone bone dragon like I said, completely uh fossilized and uh, you got two people in what looks like uh like gladiator garb and a a wizard and a, a dwarf or a child. Oh, that something. Chi- uh, if I had a guess, I'd say that's got to be Jamie. You think? I've been wrong before, but I- <laughs> well, I guess we'll never know until we uh jump right in. This has a very old school D and D look to it, like yeah, just the the art style. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan already. From the producers of Dungeons and Dragons game, right on top. Oh, there you go. All right, I'm going to switch it to two page mode, and let me just tell you, Jerry, when I opened this up earlier, just to make sure that everything was copacetic, the interior page also has some delightful art. So make sure you swallow that water because I don't want to see you do a spit take here. <laughs> I appreciate it. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. that is a re- 
really sensual tree. <laughs> <laughs> Folks. This tree has fuck me eyes. <laughs> Is that fair to say? A little smirk. Yes, he's he's certainly giving somebody at the at at the foot of the tree a come hither gaze. Oh, um, his nose is branched out, bulbous. <laughs> and we've got an owl there who I've got an inkling that perhaps that's a character that we've met before. Hell yeah, Fox is there too. Oh, the Fox is there too. Not that I yep. would remember their names. Uh, <laughs> owl and Fox. Oh, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, I oh, believe so. No, the fox's name is totally Jake, I think. Uh, <laughs> Jake Busey the fox. That's, that's right, yeah. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's jump in. For my father, who believed in me. Oh, that's great. That's nice. Good, good oh. for you, Mr. Estes. <laughs> I think it's a lady, no? Well, her father. Oh, duh, right, okay. <laughs> This book is a Dungeons and Dragons Endless Quest adventure book. Between the covers of this book, you will find many paths to fantasy adventure. You can read this book many times with many different results. So if you make an unwise choice, go back to the beginning and start again. There are many possible choices in the story. Some simple, some sensible, some foolhardy, some dangerous. You make all the decisions. And that's exactly what we're going to do here, folks. Uh, if this is your first episode. We're going to do like three rewinds in case we get into trouble because some of these books can be a little uh dead endy but uh we're gonna see how far we can make it and uh hopefully jamie and uh who and fox and owl will be triumphant against this bone dragon uh, jamie must survive because he's totally in the third book well <laughs> all i'll say is that <laughs> if the world seems to start shaking and our noses start bleeding from the <laughs> timelines getting fucked up and we kill jamie who knows what the ramifications could be but is the whole world riding on us yeah i think it might be wow okay yeah so big stakes as we start here we go a scaly bark covered hand wraps its long thin fingers around your shoulder a wispy voice whispers excuse me friend i need to tidy up around you your friend tree lowers a branch and you climb on eagerly you are always happy to rest in trees' branches and watch your friends scurry about the forest. You are Jamie, a young villager living at the edge of a mysterious forest. Although the people of your village tell tales of woodland terrors and ferocious beasts lurking in these woods, you have spent your happiest moments rambling through the forest, climbing trees' craggy trunk and playing with your friends' fox and owl. While trees' leafy fingers straighten flower stems and brush his knobby roots. Oh, is that what you kids call it these days? <laughs> Uh, you listen to him discuss a party of adventurers with Fox and Owl. Oh, it is Fox and Owl. Where the hell did I get Jake from? <laughs> <laughs> it's Jake Busey. Also, well, I don't know if Jamie's the one who names these things, but my friend Tree, Fox, and Owl. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Maybe, uh, I mean, they are all they can all speak. Maybe they provided their own name. What, like they're fucking Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> Fox, Fox. <laughs> I thought them an exceptional group, Tree says. When they built their campfire, they gathered only dead wood. They did not break any of my branches, nor did they carve my bark. When they left, they put out their fire and cleaned their campsite. I'll leave it how you found it. Well, I think they're headed for trouble, says Fox. I followed them when they left this morning. They went off towards the river, but then they backtracked and started towards the Pillars of Pentagon. Owl gasps. <gasps> the Pillars of Pentagon? Surely you're mistaken. No way, Birdbrain. 
Fox snaps. Do you think I have this nose for nothing? I can trick anything, and their little tricks are going to fool me. If I say they were going to the Pillars of Pentagon, that's where they were going. There's a long silence. <laughs> the Pillars of Pentagon lie in the most frightening part of the forest. Not even the bravest creatures go there. Hide, Tree says suddenly. Fast, I see a goblin coming up the path. You jump down and skitter under a bush. Owl flutters high into Tree's branches. Fox hides behind a rock, then changes his mind and runs for the forest. He's in plain sight when the goblins march into the clearing. Without pausing, the goblins throw their spears at Fox. He yelps and runs into the bushes. The spears miss him, but they thud solidly into Tree, whose breeze-like groans pass unheard by the monsters. Missed! Grunts one. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Fox tastes bad, answers another. Don't care about the taste. Hunting is fun as pot. The largest goblin rips its spear out of Tree, then drops all fours and sniffs the ground. Kyle's scarf, it says, picking up the white handkerchief. They've been here. Close now. The goblins crowd around their leader, pushing and shoving each other. Finally, the largest goblin pushes its way out of the crowd and runs down the trail towards the river. The others follow quickly. <laughs> when the last goblin pounds down the path, you scurry out from beneath your bush and rush to Tree. He moans softly, <laughs> and his branches sway in pain. Oh, you he's, a, uh, he's a masochist. Yeah, this tree. This is why he had those sexy eyes earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you gave him such a sexy voice, too. I'm so glad. <laughs> you inspect the wounds and plug them with wet, clean moss. The flow of sap slowly stops. Tree has calmed, and only an occasional movement of his branches tells you he suffers great pain. Owl climbs down as soon as you finish patching Tree's trunk. The goblin spear has pierced his left wing. Do not be overly concerned, gasps Owl. They just winged me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I vomited. <laughs> you remove the spear and carefully press a pad of moss onto the wound. Wow, Tree, not looking happy here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. You got a spear right in your fucking face. Right in his gob. Fox returns and inspects his wounded friends. Wow, can you imagine what they'll do to those adventurers, he asks. I don't want to think about it, you say. But you must, urges Tree. If we don't warn them, they won't stand a chance. You must do something. Don't look at me, I can't warn them, Fox says. You're the only human I'm on speaking times with. Times? <laughs> speaking times. Fox is correct. Owl says, You are the only human I have ever met who talks to animals. It would be useless for Fox or myself to attempt to warn adventurers, for they would not understand us. You must warn them, Jamie. Wow, first uh, first choice here. We can either warn the adventurers of the danger and turn to page 100, or <laughs> say fuck them, turn home, decide we're too frightened to risk meeting the goblins again, and turn to page 9. Well... You know, I think that this really comes down to uh, how long do you want this episode to be? Because um, <laughs> we could certainly end it right here or we can keep on going. I think we should see what happens if we decide to go home. We won't count this as a strike, but we should see, right? Fine. Let's see. Let's see. Fortunately, you have time to do your chores before your mother returns. <laughs> Even though the south wind holds, you do not have any desire to run off to the woods. Over the next few days, you're so good your mother thinks you're sick. But you're not sick, you're just scared. 
you often wonder how the adventurers are doing. But since you would need to go to the Pillars of Pentagard to find out, the question remains unanswered. Would your help have made any difference? Unfortunately, you'll never know. The end. Wow. For another adventure, go back to the beginning and try again. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad kerning. That is some bad kerning. All right, let's uh, go back to the beginning. (laughs) Uh, All right, page 100. I'll do it. I'll show you a shortcut to the pillars. (laughs) Fox volunteers. Allow me, Jamie, to ride on your shoulders. And I, too, shall accompany you. You hold out your arm, and Owl climbs up to your shoulder. Following Fox, you enter the forest. After 20 minutes, you come to a tall stand of ash trees. Brambles and briars grow entwined around the base of the tall, gnarled trees. You push your way through and see that the forest stops at your feet. The ground in front of you is a sickly burnt gray. Several large pillars rise like thick white fingers from the blackened earth. Their tops are broken and jagged, and huge pieces lie strewn about the clearing. An opening gapes near the base of the pillars like a missing tooth in a jack-o'-lantern. I like that. Yeah, good turn of phrase. You see three sets of footprints leading into the opening. As you peer into the opening, a squeal breaks from the forest, and you turn to see the goblins racing from the tangles. Please turn to page 24. They did not need to make us jump all the way to page 100 for that. <laughs> I was just thinking that, you know, it's fun. You're, uh, well, it would be fun if this wasn't a PDF. Flipping through all the <laughs> No, we're... Six. I'm holding this up from six feet away. Of course, and we are uh, cozied up around a, a, a small fire in a, in a fireplace. Of course, yes. <laughs> cricket, cricket, cricket. Oh yeah, George. <laughs> there are crickets inside your house. <laughs> uh, choking back your fear, you duck under the pillars and enter the darkness. Glancing back, you see the goblins hard on your heels. With the goblins' cries echoing in the passage, you run as fast as you can, even though you have trouble seeing. Luckily, your long legs outdistance the goblins as you race down the corridor, but your breath soon rasps in your throat. You cannot last much longer without rest. As you round the corner, a crumbling staircase rises upward into the darkness. The passage splits at the bottom and leads both left and right. You lean against the staircase to try and catch your breath, pressing your fingers against the stone wall. You feel ancient stone carvings under your hands. The cries of the goblins draw closer. Well, Featherhead, Pants Fox. Got any hot ideas now? It is my astute opinion that... The carving moves under your fingers and a section of the staircase opens without warning. You fall backwards into darkness. Hey, Fox cries, away from me. He slips through the opening. The wall quickly snicks shut. (laughs) Darkness closes around you. The dark is thicker and more complete than any you have ever known. Dramatic. Goblin feet pound up the stairway. A lot of goblin feet love to pound. They sure <laughs> it's the do. Second I, time. I mean, it's it's what goblins are known known for. Famous for it. Goblin feet pound up the stairway you are hiding under, and then there is a long silence. Finally, Fox says, "They're right behind us." Sorry. <laughs> no, he says, "I don't know how to tell you this, but we're not alone." <laughs> You wanna you wanna go for deep voice, man? Sure. What is correct? Who's there? You demand, trying to sound brave. In answer, a burst of light fills the room. A wrinkled old man leans on the staff in front of you. He seems more ancient and frail than anyone you have ever seen. A bright torch-like light leaps from his staff. 
A young fighter stands on the old man's right, pointing his sword at you. His battle-scarred armor and bulging muscles tell you this is not someone to anger. A beautiful elven maiden stands on the left. Bright red hair hangs to her waist. She wears carefully tailored leather armor. Her hand rests on a polished dagger handle, and she watches you intently with bright green eyes. Wow, I remember this vividly from being a child. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, I'm getting like fucking sense memories right now. <laughs> it's like uh, I look like um friggin' beautiful mind. <laughs> Everything's just rushing in front of me. George, George, what smell is coming to you? Is that the salt air of Long Island as a boy? <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, also, she watches you intently with bright green eyes. Oh boy, mutters Fox. We're in for it now. Patience, Fox. I have found <laughs> haste and judgment leads to disaster. I can't think of anything more disastrous than dying. <laughs> Fox's voice constantly fluctuates. <laughs> Cannot pin him down. I think, uh, you know, he's just got a lot of personality. That's all. Yeah. He's still, he's still deciding himself. Oh, was I Pentagon? I think I was. I think you were. Okay. Fox! Oh! Cries the old man in a papery dry strength. Do not waste your strength arguing with each other. Neither the fighter Baltek nor the elven thief Lydia will harm you. Wow, we got, we got races and classes. Look at that. <laughs> Love it. Uh, you stare in amazement as Fox and Owl stop arguing, and they walk across the floor towards the old man. It feels weird for the owl to just walk. <laughs> you ever see an owl walk okay. around? It's pretty cool. They understand the old man, and he understands them. Surprised, child? Don't be. Like you, I can speak with animals, and so can those with me. He pauses, and you back away from him. Do not worry, Jamie. I am not one to fear. Come, sit beside me. I shall tell you and your friends everything you need to know. Jamie, I don't I don't think you should talk to this guy. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. Well, I do I do kind of know they become friends, but come on, stranger danger. Jamie, what are you doing? Yeah, this is foolish decision making on Jamie's part. Although we make his decisions for him. Maybe there's a chance for us to say as much. <laughs> Maybe. Let's hurry on and find out. Uh, he holds out his hand. His eyes are kindly and intelligent and hold all the strength his body lacks. Without a word, you cross the small space between you and clasp the waiting hand. Fixing his gentle yet powerful gaze on you, he begins, Although it seems unlikely, this was once a beautiful place. There were no goblins, no monsters, no death, no destruction. The fields were fertile. The people were prosperous and happy and blessed I blessed my name, the name of King Pentagon. Although I was a wise and good king, I did not do it alone. I was aided by a great magical staff. It was given to me by my father, who had received it from his father before him, who had received it from his father before him. It contains the magic and knowledge of all those lifetimes. Unfortunately, in the hands of evil, it can be used with terrible results, as you see by this foul ruin. One night as I slept, a black fog covered the kingdom. By the time we discovered this was a magical fog, it was too late. 
<laughs> Imagine him just like waking up me and like, huh? Weird fog. <laughs> He's just like looking out the window, like drinking his morning coffee. It's a pretty weird fog over there. And like, what? An hour later? Oh shit! This is a magical fog. It's too late. <laughs> Wonder if I should do something about this. It was too late. It cloaked the coming of the evil one in the darkness. Evil one capitalized for the record. Important. Here, I'll give it a little more, more oomph so the listeners can, uh, can tell. Uh, Hit it. Clean take. The, Here we go. Take two. Cloaked the coming of the evil one. Perfect. In the, in the darkness of the magic fog, the evil master <laughs> crept into my castle and stole my magic staff. When the sun rose, it could not pierce the black gloom. Most of my people fled in fear, and those who stayed to fright were killed by the black cloud. I fought desperately, but without my staff, I was all but helpless. At last, I neared total exhaustion, just like me reading this whole fucking page. All about me was ruin, and I was forced to leave my own kingdom, though I was too weak to battle my unseen foe any longer, I vowed I would return. Year after year, I returned, <laughs> seeking to defeat the evil one and regain what is rightfully mine. This is serious. This is my last attempt. The staff holds much of my strength, and without it, I grow ever weaker. Yet more... <laughs> Yet, if I die, there will be nothing to stop the enemy. It must be stopped now. And you must help me, child. Jer, I think you got a new monologue piece, dude. That's a great audition piece. I'm going to put that into my reel. This is the start of your acting career. Also, before we get too far, let's take a look at this magical fog they didn't notice. (laughs) It's too late. Gang, it's a uh, it's a black cloud that's indoors and it's uh, <laughs> right above his bed. Don't know how you don't figure that's magical. Uh, I'm no I'm no wizard, but I I got a feeling about that about that magical cloud. He was distracted. You know the morning routine. You don't even notice things. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, I guess he was in a fog. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the old man stares intensely at each of you. As his eyes lock upon yours, you feel deeply drawn to him. His mission becomes yours. You believe, as the old man does, that you can, that you must succeed. Pentagon does a second monologue. Here we go again. The master, as it calls itself, usually remains in the central tower. Between us and the tower are many halls, caverns, and passageways. They will be guarded by bands of goblins and skeletons, all of whom serve the evil one. I wonder what they play. The bands of goblins. I can only hope that they play death metal. Well, I hope that they play friggin' evil master of puppets is coming your way. (laughs) Wow. A little Metallica in here. Didn't expect that. Although there are a few ways to defeat... The evil one. I have a plan. A cube of mystic forces and a ring of spell turning lie hidden in the depths of the dungeon beneath the castle. 
I do not believe the master possesses them. If we can get them, we stand an excellent chance of success. I don't agree with you, says the elf. Wouldn't it be better to sneak straight through? We can avoid discovery as well as fighting, and perhaps pick up some treasure along the way. Me? I'm more in favor of a direct approach, says the fighter. I suggest we move slowly from one area to the next, fighting when necessary. The old one fastens his gaze upon you. You little one, what do you think? (laughs) Of which of the ways would you choose? Choose your own adventure. (laughs) Me? I'm just a kid. I don't know anything. Age has little to do with intelligence, replies the old man. This book is pandering to its audience. (laughs) Seriously? Do not take yourself so lightly. You and your friends have much to offer. What is your choice? I love that this is so... Here's the choices. You may choose the old man's course of action, turn to page 108. You may choose the elf's way, turn to page 40. You may choose the fighter's way, turn to page 7. Or you may choose your own way, turn to page 21. No indication about what any of these are on this page. Every All of the information that would be used as a refresher on the previous page, we've already completely flipped. So we're committed. I don't remember. I guess there was sneak, fight. So uh, what, what the fuck is the wizard's idea even? I know. I don't. I, I did. He say what his idea was. <laughs> uh, maybe his idea was to go get the ring and the whatever else it was. And then. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Elf wants to sneak and get some items. And then uh, the fighter wants to go slow. I don't know what the hell um, kids way is, but what's up to you. It's up to me. You say it's up to you. I, I did say that. Wow. Seamless transition. Now we're, back yeah, we're, there was no pause in between there. I think we've really finally settled into a groove as far as understanding the title of the book or the title of the series. And I truly feel like we are choosing our own adventure. I feel the same way. And I'm ready to make my decision. Okay, let's hear it. I think we got to go with the old man's course of action. I might be metagaming a little bit, but uh, spoilers. Wow. That elf and that fighter, fighter, I don't think they make <laughs> it. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, I think that they may just stalk off at the end with their spoils of victory, but. Oh, you think that you think that they're going to fucking pull one over on Pentagon? No, I think that he rewards them. Oh, I see. But nevertheless, we are turning to page 108. I can't believe that Pentagon was a king. Wizard king? Wizard King. Wild. Classic Wizard King. All eyes rest on you. Since this is your kingdom, and you've tried other methods before, we should go the way you suggest. Let's get on with it, says the fighter. How do we get out of here? Like this, says Pentagon. He taps the floor with his staff, and the stone disappears. A dark shoot appears in the hole in the floor. This chute will take us into the dungeon where the cornerstones of the castle lay. The cube lies hidden atop, hidden beneath. (laughs) At a 50-50 chance. That's the opposite. (laughs) I'll take it again. The cube lies hidden beneath one of them. The ring lies atop a pillar 
rising from the second cornerstone. Too much talking, grumbles Baltek. Let's get started. He draws his sword, dangles his feet over the edge of the hole, and disappears into the darkness. A man of action, says Pentagon as he lowers himself into the hole and is swallowed by the gloom. Last one in is a goblin, cries Lydia. <laughs> Holding her nose, she leaps in after Pentagon. Let's go. Get- oh, man, Lydia is way too close to Fox. I'm going to regret this big time. <laughs> Let's go, kid, urges Fox. Don't be a stick in the mud. You ease over to the hole and peer in, but see nothing. You dangle your feet into the blackness. Fox climbs onto your lap, and Owl sits on your shoulder. Perfect hole-jumping form. That's pretty good. Ooh! Wow. Baltech. Quite a look. Baltech has got an interesting haircut. (laughs) You take a deep breath, close your eyes, cross your fingers, and push off. It's like flying. You're moving so fast, it feels like you're on a giant glass slide. This is fun, says Fox. Let's do it again. You land with a thump, dropping Fox and Owl onto the floor. You look up dazedly to find yourself kneeling between friend and foe. Lydia stands behind you with her staff raised, with her dagger raised. Pentagon holds his staff with both hands, and Baltek has drawn his sword. Four goblins and two wolves stand opposite your friends, and a black cloud of bats to boot swirls above them. Whoa! Big party of enemies, scrambling backwards, you join your party and watch the enemy approach. Baltek throws you a short sword, crying, Use this, Jamie! Then the mighty warrior races forward, hacking and slashing at the goblins. One falls immediately, but you don't have time to watch, because a wolf leaps right at you. You step aside quickly, jabbing your sword at the furry hide as it passes. It turns and snarls, his red eyes flashing with rage. Deep growls rumble from its throat, and foam drips from its long white fangs. This brings at you again! The great beast lands full upon you, and you fall backwards. Its shaggy black fur covers your face, and its weight pins you to the ground. A warm, salty fluid oozes over your face. It's blood! You wonder if I've been crushed, but the only pain that you feel is the crushing weight of the wolf upon your chest. You slowly realize... The beast no longer struggles. The wolf is dead. Oh my god, the wolf dead. <laughs> ah. <laughs> this is where they got it from. This must be. Yeah, this must Scott be. Aukerman, huge fan of Pillars of Pentagon, the the Rose Estes uh, Choose Your Own Adventure book. You wriggle from beneath the heavy body with great difficulty. Only then do you realize the creature landed on your sword as it leaped upon you rookie mistake what a fool truly a fool the battle continues all around you baltek has slain three goblins and lydia is locked in fierce combat with the second wolf the bats are darting and wheeling around pentagon you can see only his staff swinging through the air baltek kills the last goblin and rushes to aid the elf with two powerful blows he kills the snarling wolf baltek is a beast hey man he's the fighter that's what he's there for i guess so pale and shaken lydia sinks to the floor and says thanks I owe you one, fighter? Anytime, Baltek says, then smiles shyly and adds, For you. Don't talk to me ever again. <laughs> she She's a little bit of a valley girl now. I think that was kind of what I was going for from the start and just failing. Uh, you figured it out. Congratulations. I, I'm really kind of trying to find my way into Teen Girl Squad. <laughs> 
just a decade or more too late, but yeah. Yeah, I might. Uh, she might turn into uh, the ugly one. <laughs> yep. That, there we go. I'm officially. I'm officially changing Lydia's voice. The fighter strides towards Pentagon, who is still overwhelmed by bats. Baltek disappears into the tangle of flying creatures. You see his sword flash once, then a clap of thunder and a puff of white smoke fills the room. When the smoke clears, Pentagon stands unharmed, but Baltek lies motionless on the ground, surrounded by the bats. Ah, no! cries <laughs> Lydia, rushing towards the fighter's side. You killed him, wizard! <laughs> Don't worry, Lydia. We can fix him up in no time if you'll help me drag him out of the way. We don't want to wake up any of these bats. The three of you grasp his shoulders and pull the mighty fighter away from the bats. Pentagon positions himself at the fighter's feet. Then, pinching his eyes shut, he mutters some strange words and points his staff at Baltek. That should do it. Uh, but Baltek only begins to snore, making great, great deep rumbling sounds. You, sti- you stupid old man! He <laughs> screeches. <laughs> How could you have been a great magician? You can't even undo your own spell! Oh, man, that's not going to get old at all. <laughs> Look, Lydia's voice may change as fluidly as Fox's does. Hey, uh, I'm here for it. I, I, I like hearing these characters develop. Now, dear, don't get upset. Pentagon says. It'll come to me in a moment. He points his staff at Baltek and commands him to rise. Everyone stares hopefully at Baltek. There is silence. Then another rumbling snore. Pentagon. Wow, this guy sucks. Pentagon frowns at his failure, then raises his staff over his head in a final magical gesture. You cover your eyes, too scared to watch, and suddenly... Mm, I feel good. What's going on? I knew you could do it, Pentagon. (laughs) First Lydia. I got so sleepy all of a sudden. What happened? Did I miss anything? Lydia, you sound so different. (laughs) I have unveiled my true robot identity. (laughs) Never mind. Pentagon snaps. We should be on our way. Do we first go after the ring of spell turning or the cube of mystic forces? Which is closest, says the elf. The ring, says the wizard. But it's also the least powerful of the two. I think we should go for the ring, says Lydia. Once we have it in our possession, it should help protect us against anything else we might meet. I myself would choose the cube, where the decision might, says Owl. That's because you're such a square, big brain, <laughs> says Fox. Fox just loves to get those zings. Are Owl and Fox friends? Because there's a lot of mistreatment going on. It seems really one. It seems to be really <laughs> uni, unidirectional. Yeah, I think uh, maybe they're not friends, and Owl just has the patience of wisdom. Wow! 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 If you decide to seek the ring of spell turning, go to page one thirty-seven. If you decide to seek the cube of mystic forces, turn to page fifty. What the fuck does an owl know? That's what I say. Man, I don't know. I don't know. You know what though? So it seems like Pentagon is kind of leaning towards the cube and i don't i don't fucking trust lydia at all she couldn't even handle that wolf she would have got it eventually (laughs) i decided to see the cube of mystic window all right page 50 we're bad turning all right we're going to take a quick break but we'll be right back to the show as we leave 2020 in the rear view and head into 2021 
I think we've all earned a resolution to treat ourselves. And nothing says treat like Tuckins, the inside-out, all-in-one s'more. With a crunchy, handmade graham cracker covered in decadent chocolate and wrapped inside a fluffy marshmallow on a stick, it'll be love at first taste. And there's all kinds of great flavors that you can mix and match, including original, cookies and cream, peanut butter cup, and even some rad seasonal flavors. Plus, unlike a regular s'more, Tuckins can easily be roasted indoors or out, over the fireplace, the fire pit, even the stovetop will do the trick. And they stay delicious for up to three months in the freezer. So head to Tuckins.com and use the offer code BEST20 to get a whopping 20% off your order, while also letting Tuckins know you heard about them from the Best Little Horror House. That's T-U-C-K-I-N-S.com and BEST20 for 20% off. So make the new year a sweet one with the No Mess Inside Out S'more. And now, back to the show. Gosh, I don't know. It's your kingdom and your magic stuff. Do you think we should go for the cube first? How can I argue with you? That's it, kid, Foxy Apps. Stick with the power. This seems a most wise decision. Owl adds. Let us begin, says Pentagon. He walks down a tunnel on the right. This was a wise choice, Jerry. Uh, Jamie. (laughs) Says Pentagon through the fourth wall. I must admit I was worried you would make the wrong decision. Wow. I wonder if the other one, the other decision path just says, you fucked up. (laughs) You done fucked up, kid. (laughs) What does my decision count? I'm just a kid who happened to come along. Nothing just happens, Jamie. Nothing is ever really an accident. There is a grand destiny to our world, and your arrival was no chance happening. Wow. You stare in wonder, just like I'm doing, at the old man besides you, just like I'm doing, because you are older than me. (laughs) What do you mean? You ask in a trembling voice. Did you know I was coming? Not really. Or rather, I did not know you were coming at this precise moment. But I did know it would happen. It was destined to happen. You walk through a long, narrow tunnel, lit by streaks of color. Ooh, pretty, isn't it? Asks Pentagon. You mix six liters of oil of rainbows with one liter of ointment of fireflies. Do you think that they hunt the rainbow dragons like sperm whales? Uh, it sure seems like it. The rainbow equivalent of spermaceti. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be. Soon you walk into a cavern so high you can barely see the ceiling. Boltek, I think... We may need your services. The cornerstone lies in this cavern. The walls of the huge cavern twinkle and glitter with brilliant streaks of color. In the center of the room, an enormous, shiny block of stone sits. An equally large, shiny pillar rests atop the block. It rises high into the cavern. This is the cornerstone of the kingdom. A cube of mystic forces lies beneath it. We must not fail in our attempts to retrieve the cube... For once the pillar is moved, the evil one will know we are here. The fighter flexes his biceps and moves towards the cornerstone. <laughs> he bends down and flexes again, and he grabs the immense block and flexes a third time. But before you can attempt to move the pillar, you hear a strange noise as if someone were shaking a bunch of sticks together in a bag. Kid, I don't like the sound of this, says Fox. I'll be checking out now. Hush, Fox! You strain to see what makes the strange noises. <laughs> the biggest skeleton you've ever seen! 
stalks out of the gloom at the far edge of the vast cavern. It's a dragon skeleton! Oh, fuck! It must measure 40 feet from the end of its toothy mouth to its last tiny tailbone. Success! We got what we were promised. Wow. And it clacks towards you slowly. Not a very intimidating noise, the clack. (laughs) Clack, clack, clack. Great. Clutching your small sword, you leap in front of Pentagon. Your knees are shaking, but the old man must be protected from the giant monster. The fearful skeleton stops and stares at you. It has no eyes, yet it must scream. You feel the force of its sightless gaze as the head lowers. Its sharp teeth glint in the rainbow light, and your knees shake harder. Should you fight such a ferocious monster? It's awfully large, and the chance you can fight it is very small indeed. If you fight, you will probably be devoured by the skeleton. But you are the only thing that stands between the monster and Pentagon. And if you flee, it will certainly devour Pentagon. Mm. (laughs) If you decide the monster is too terrible and that you stand no chance of defeating it, turn to page 46. If you decide you must stand and defend Pentagon at any cost, even if it means to battling such a terrifying monster, turn to page 128. How you feeling, George? Um, I'm feeling like this is one of the Choose Your Own Adventure books where they don't really give you a ton of actual choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of get that. Um, I would like to see what happens if we just let him get eaten, but we are already running probably pretty long so it's up to you if you want to take a little digression i'm open to it if you want to just defend pentagon and i guess stop this old man from being a snack for what is it how is he even going to be devoured there's nothing there's no stomach there's nowhere he just goes inside the bone cage well now i must know (laughs) okay (laughs) all right then turn to page 46 uh let me write down page 52 i was gonna say i'm feeling brave but i I just I, i must know I must know. You back away from the dragon skeleton, hoping Pentagon can escape on his own. But unfortunately, the skeleton opens its toothy mouth and lowers its huge head. Pentagon tries to protect himself, but he falls to the ground as he backs away. The monster grabs Pentagon in its mouth. Realizing that Pentagon is finished if you do nothing, you charge the monster, swinging your sword wildly. So you just just said, fuck it, I'm doing it anyway. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The skeleton lowers one great claw and traps you. Your arms are completely trapped. And you cannot even move your toes, carrying you in its claw and pentagon in its mouth. The great dragon turns. Oop, the great dragon turns and moves back into the dark cavern. Looking back at your only hope, Lydia and Baltek, you see the creature's huge tail swish and send them flying across the room. It looks like this is the end. Wow. We don't actually know how he devours anyone, and Pentagon can't just fall out of the bone dragon. Well, this is how he comes back as Pentagon the White. So, wow, here comes the Balrog. <laughs> Great video. If you haven't if you haven't seen it out there, Google, here comes the Balrog. I don't know that I've seen it. I might have to check oh it my out. god, it's like it's old grandma. It's old grandma and uh it's here comes the Balrog. <laughs> she says it's <laughs> <as> much. <laughs> 
All right. All right. Let's lay this fucking thing. There's a lot of really good looking art as we're uh, flipping through this book in front of this fireplace. It's true. Uh, And even though it may well cost you your life, you must defend Pentagon. With the mightiest battle cry you can muster, you charge this giant skeleton. The bony dragon head lowers slowly as you run towards the creature's front legs. It opens its mouth and you run right into it. Ignoring your bending doom, you swing your little sword at the dragon's shins. Amazingly, the sword bites into the bare bone and a tiny chip falls from the dragon. Fearing the bony mouth will strike you any second, you raise your sword to strike one last time before the end comes. Instead, though, a strong hand grasps your shoulder. Effortlessly, it pushes you back out of the way. Stay out of this, kid. Leave the fighting to me, says Baltek, swinging his mighty sword at the dragon's descending head. The head dodges Baltek's flashing sword, and Baltek uses the opportunity to swing it at the skeleton's front leg. See, kid, this is how you do it. He completes his slash, and the skeleton's foot goes flying. He now rushes back and forth. (laughs) He rushes back and forth, slashing and swinging at the monster. The skeleton tries to follow Baltek, but is slow, and Baltek is fast. Another blow slices off part of the skeleton's tail. Zap! Baltek strikes the right shoulder and pieces fly. Zang! The skeleton tries to please turn to the next page. (laughs) Nowhere else in the book do they give you the instruction to turn to the next page. Why here? (laughs) Whoa! Oh, that's a dragon bone. If you look closely, you can tell that the shin shin bone is connected to the thigh bone, and the thigh bone is connected to the hip bone. That can't possibly be right. No, it's true. It's true. Who knew? Turn, but it stumbles as it wobbles. But it stumbles as it wobbles after the mighty warrior. The great neck extends forward for just a moment. Crunch! Baltek's sword bashes down on the neck. Clang! (laughs) Really good foley work. (laughs) The blow slices through the neck, and soon the awful creature's lies shattered and still. You edge around the skeleton and reach Baltek's side. See that, kid? Breathes Baltek. Gotta learn to pick your fights. Never get into a fight you can't win. Unless the stakes are so great, you're willing to die. They were! You say, there's a weird relationship going on between Pentagon and Jamie is all I'm saying. (laughs) It's 1982. Things are different back then. (laughs) An old man and a young boy could just be friends. You know, it's uh, very much like a Socrates-type relationship. Oh, I see. This is, so you're saying this is not apt pupil, but in a <laughs> fantasy setting. Exactly. Pentagon drapes a thin arm around your shoulder and says, Do you want to go steady with me? I thank you, my young friend. Baltek eyes you jealously. <laughs> Baltek eyes you thoughtfully. Anyway, you held it off long enough for me to get there. You'll be a mighty warrior in a few years. Baltek, we thank you for disposing of the Guardian of the Cube. And I thank you, Jamie, for saving me from what would have been a most uncomfortable end. This thing has the title of Guardian of the Cube, which means that he knew it would be here. Did not warn anybody about a giant fucking bone dragon. Pentagon knows fucking everything. This is all just a goddamn game to him. Wow. When you are rested and ready, Baltek, we shall try for the cube. I was born ready. There's no need to wait. 
That was merely a warm-up exercise. All right, but I warn you, this is no easy task. Even if we are lucky enough to get the cube, there will be no time to rest. We will have to flee as though our lives depended on it, as indeed they will. Paltek removes his sweat-slickened armor and flexes his arms and leg muscles. His body is covered with a film of sweat. Never have you seen such enormous muscles. It's it's really not just me. This is a very no. horny book. No, this is for sure not just you. <laughs> with a fierce look on his face, the muscular fighter approaches the shiny cornerstone. He studies it for a long moment, then bends down and digs his fingers under its base. He closes his eyes and lift. More sweat breaks out on his forehead and pours down his face. Every muscle in his body is stretched to its limit and beyond. The stone does not move at first, but then you hear a deep groan. The fighter's face grows deep red. A terrible grimace of pain and exhaustion creases his brow. He is near the end of his powers, but he still strains against the great weight. You hear a screech, like the earth ripping apart, and the enormous corners don't move. <laughs> All word, of course. Lydia tries to sneak her hand under the stone to pull the cube away. Hey, her ball tank. She <laughs> Even straining with all his might, the fighter cannot raise the stone any higher. Again, she tries to snake her hand under the pillar. Just a little higher, she cries. I can feel it beneath my fingers. But Baltek only groans, and the pillar slips a fraction of an inch down. And Lydia jerks her hand from beneath the pillar. If only my hands were smaller. Oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> I had to make a fucking child. Go, go, gadget, robo hand. Oh, that's not at all what I was thinking. But you're probably right. How else would they solve this? Baltek groans again and nearly drops the stone as he loses his grip. Luckily, however, his fingers catch on the side of the stone, and he stops it before it drops to the ground. Hurry! I can't hold it! The pillar slips yet again, and Pentagon says, We must succeed, Baltek. Without the cube, we cannot defeat the evil one. You must move the pillar. Baltek closes his eyes, then groans mightily. The pillar rises a fraction of an inch, and Baltek appears to tire. But instead of dropping the pillar, Baltek holds it for a moment straining against the great weight. His face grows red, and the veins in his neck stick out. The strain disappears from his face for a moment. I feel like I've read that paragraph already. <laughs> there was a lot of the same. Yeah, there was. You're right. Baltek suddenly yells, lifts, and heaves with his last ounce of strength. Yeah! The pillar moves three feet to the right, and Baltek lets it crash to the ground. You see a great depression in the earth where the pillar stood, and in it, the cube lies nearly buried. It is plain and ordinary. You see nothing to indicate it has any magical powers. Please, turn to the next page. Come on, dude, please. That's a muscly man lift, lifting a pillar. He has the haircut of a fucking mom. Like, <laughs> soccer mom ball tech. His children are trapped under that pillar. <laughs> in spite of his insistence on speed, Pentagon moves towards the cornerstone as though in a daze. You shake his elbow gently. 
Pentagon, what's wrong with you? Are you still with us? What? He blinks, noticing you at last. Oh, yes, my child. It's nothing, nothing, nothing at all. The light returns to his eyes. Despite my efforts over all these long years, I never believed I would hold the cube of mystic forces in my hands again. But why did you keep trying if you believed it could not be done? Because when you want something more than life itself, you want your want overshadows everything else. Though I did not believe I could retrieve the cube, I had to try. Bro. Yeah, Rose, you know, we like the book a lot, but I just think it needs a few more lessons for the kiddos if you could sneak a few in there. <laughs> I got a theory on what's happening here. Hit me. I won't spoil it. I'll let you know if I was right when it happens. Okay. Come on, Pentagon. We can't waste any time. The stone's been moved. Yes, child. You're insufferable, but right, of course. <laughs> he stoops and takes the cube into his hand. Pendergarn holds the cube on the flat of his hand, then presses it in two places, and a dazzling light, and some chains, and Pinhead and the rest of the Cenobites pour forth from the lament configuration. (laughs) Oh no, says Pentagon, this was the Le Marchand box after all. (laughs) No, that's actually not what happens. Instead, just some friggin' light, dazzling light, nearly as bright as the sun bursts forth, is that all? Raising your hands to your eyes, you peer through your fingers. Pentagon stands at the heart of the brilliant light. Seemingly, please turn to the next page. Maybe it was on other pages and we Maybe just didn't it was. notice. Maybe it was. <laughs> Unaffected. The cubes <laughs> it really could do better than that. The cube sends forth its throbbing ray even more brightly. You cover your face completely and turn to the wall, unable to bear its intensity. At long last, the light dims. You carefully lower your arms and turn around. Your hands drop to your sides and your mouth falls open. Pentagon is gone! A healthy middle-aged man, almost as tall as Baltek, stands in his place. He holds the cube on the flat of his palm, as Pentagon did moments ago. Now the cube merely sparkles and twinkles like a giant diamond. For the record, uh, this is exactly what I thought would happen. Wow. Where is Pentagon? You cry angrily, raising your sword. The tall figure bursts into laughter. <laughs> Jamie, put down your sword. It is I, Pentagon. Okay, wait, hold on. Maybe I maybe I misjudge what's happening here. <laughs> How can it be? I thought that it was an imposter, but I guess it made him young again? Well, keep reading. Okay. Uh, the cute... I don't remember how I did the voice. The cube, little one. Its force has returned some of my power and strength stripped from me by the loss of my staff. Whatever the cause, I'm glad. There's a bounce to the warrior's step, and he seems untouched by his great effort. It usually takes me a while to recover from pulls like that, but I feel fine. As long as we're all here and ready, I suggest we leave before the monsters get here. Yes, indeed. Come up, my friends. Now we must retrieve the ring. You can scarcely take your eyes off the kingly figure striding so strongly before you. It is evident the others feel the same, for expressions are cheerful and full of hope. Even Fox has nothing bad to say for once, you stupid idiot Fox. (laughs) You're trying hard to keep up with Pentagon when he halts abruptly. Our first encounter. This should be fun. 
Speak for yourself, King. Go off, King. <laughs> Says Lydia quickly. I don't like the odds. I say we find another way. You peer around Pentagon's robes and see a great mob of goblins pouring down the corridor towards you. Let me at them. We may not win, but there won't be many of them standing when I'm through. The decision is yours. Should you try and outrun the angry mob of goblins and try and find a safe place to hide, or should you defeat the horde? And now, Jerry, I should say, we're getting to the point where if we make a wrong decision, the end for young Jamie and the crew. Oh, God. God. So the stakes are now high. Do we choose to run, or do we want to rely on our luck and Baltech's strength and skill? This is a more ambiguous choice than we've faced so far, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Baltech is standing there being like, we might not win this, but I'm going to fucking try and chop him down. Maybe we run. Okay. Maybe we run. Ooh, I I hope it works because I didn't fucking look at the page. (laughs) (laughs) Quick. (laughs) Run for that hole. You run as fast as you can. Pentagon lagging behind. You reach the hole ahead of the goblins, but as you plunge through, a black fog rises in the large cavern behind you. Oh, shit. Lydia tumbles through. She screams, bats, I hate bats. <laughs> you help her beat a dozen ugly bats away. Finally, Baltech jumps through the hole. Pentagon? Baltech shakes his head. We'll have to rescue him. I'm for it. Let's go get him. Not so fast. I think we better use our brains, not our brawn. I have a good brain. <laughs> I think for the first time, I might agree with Lydia. Wow. Well, if you want to do as Lydia suggests, turn to page 54. If you don't believe you have time to set up the trap and want to go after Pentagon immediately, turn to page 107. Uh, yeah, let's do that. With that black fog, I don't think we stand a chance, you say. I think we had better try to lure them in here. That was you. Sure Fuck was. it. I'm, I just did it anyway. <laughs> Here's my thoughts exactly, Lydia. <laughs> I'm falling apart here. An hour and George can't take it. <laughs> my thoughts exactly, Lydia says. Here's my plan. You listen to her plan and put it into action quickly. Lydia jumps out of the hole, leading into the tiny tunnel and screams, What's the matter, tiny tots? Afraid to fight. She climbs back into the small tunnel immediately. Just as you had hoped, several goblins follow her. You and Baltech quickly dispatch them. After a short time, several more goblins enter the hole, and they too. Meet their doom. But no more come. Finally, a goblin calls out, More, come out. Don't play games with Grog. (laughs) When no answer comes, Grog calls, Grog's patrol, go now. Leave heavy man for you to carry. Take his stuff to master. You learn to play games with Grog. Hearing these words, you and Baltech wait for the goblins to leave and step into the larger room. Pentagon lies on the ground, bound and gagged. You quickly free Pentagon. His cloak is in tatters, and he's been stripped of everything of value he carried. Did they get everything? Pentagon nods his head. Everything except my staff. They left that over there. They thought it a worthless stick. Can't believe we're at fucking square one again. (laughs) I know. (laughs) He looks brokenhearted, and once again his face has assumed the look of an old man. He's like, we're going to be by the time this fucking book is done. We shall have to try another way. The evil one now expects us by this entrance. 
Give me my staff, please. You fetch the staff and give it to Pentagon. As soon as you hand it to him, his face loses some of its age, and he appears to grow a little stronger. Is this staff magical too? You ask. Pentagon nods, very sarcastically. Yes, but it is not as, it's not as powerful as the Staff of Kings. Building a magic staff takes years, Jamie, and requires the wisdom and learning of wise men, many wise men. This staff, he says, holding out the small sapling for you to see, is much like you. It is just the beginning of its life. It has much to learn. It can accomplish simple tasks, but we must take care not to demand too much of it. Now, come. It is time for us to continue. He walks back to the stairs with you and the rest of your party following. After a long climb, you stand outside looking at a black tower in the distance. That is our destination. Welcome to Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) Gather around me closely. Everyone hold on to my cloak. Jamie. Tuck fox inside your shirt. Owl, hold on. Pentagon closes his eyes and whispers some magic words. You look down at your legs and discover you no longer stand on the ledge. You're floating in midair. Great Zorn, exclaims Baltek. Pentagon's eyes remain closed. He continues to murmur words you do not understand. His staff points at the top of the tower, which is growing ever closer. You close your eyes, not daring to look down. After what seems like an eternity of flying, you gently bump on the top of the tower. As soon as your feet touch the roof of the tower, Pentagon collapses. All the strength seems to have left his body. You rush to his side, gasping, Pentagon, are you alright? Don't die. (laughs) His eyes flicker open and rest on your face. Would you care so much, Jamie? (laughs) Don't worry. If I rest for a moment, I'll be alright. But I'm glad you care. And perhaps this time is the time to tell you something very important. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh my god. You can't even turn the page. It doesn't even say to turn the page. Yeah, it didn't say. Oh my god. Fucking God. Have you ever wondered why you have abilities others do not, such as speaking with animals? Did you not feel a kinship the first time we met? You think back and realize all Pentagon says is true. You nod your head. The blood of kings and queens runs in your veins, for I am your great grandfather. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. No, he told me you killed him. (laughs) I have little to offer you other than knowledge of your heritage. But if we live through this, I would have you become my apprentice. When we recover the staff, you will have much to learn. For one day, it will be yours. Your eyes water, and you are near tears when Lydia suddenly screams, Baltek, where's Baltek? Leaping to your feet, you look about wildly. Baltek is gone. The only thing on the roof, other than yourselves, is a trap door, now lying open. You can see a ladder leading down the opening. I think I know where Baltek went. <laughs> the robot elf rushes over to the ladder. <laughs> He's left us. He's gone off on his own. He'll take all the treasure. She climbs over the edge of the hole and starts down the ladder. No! 
No, Lydia. You scream, tugging on her arm. Come back, we have to discuss this. What is there to discuss? That accursed son of Zorn has gone off on his own. He'll get everything before we do. Lydia, calm down. He's our fighter. Maybe he's only going ahead to check things out. I'm the thief. If anyone checks things out, it should be me. Not that big, clumsy, muscle-bound clod. You clod. Lydia, even if he did find treasure, it's not likely he could or would just walk out the front door with it. He'll be back. We mustn't run off in different directions. Our only chance is to win. To win is to strike together. I feel like this is Pentagon saying this and probably not Jamie. I don't know. I don't know. I think that that was Jamie. But tell that to muscle brain mutters the robot elf but she comes up back the ladder and sits with a flump and a clank at Pentagon's feet (laughs) I still think we should go after him snarls Lydia if he's not robbing us he'll need our help if you think you should go after Baltech turn to page 102 if you think you should wait for Baltech to return turn to page 72 Mm. hmm I don't I don't know I think uh, a tough one I think, yeah, let's wait for him. Fuck it. Sure. 72. You sit in silence for a long time. Finally, you hear noises at the foot of the ladder. Lydia draws her dagger and you pull out your sword. Pentagon stumbles to his feet and leans heavily upon his staff. You hear heavy breathing. Then a head and shoulders appear. Lydia screeches. It's Baltech. That pig dog. He better not have any treasure. Baltech pulls himself onto the treasure roof, onto the tower roof. Blood oozes from a small cut on his forehead. Kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> he says, like David Hayter. Or that was Kiefer, I guess, at that point. Did you find any gold? <laughs> I only made it to the second room. I climbed. I'm, stu- I'm stuck in Snake. Uh, <laughs> I climbed down into a goblin ambush. but I- He draws his sword and runs his finger along its edge. But I finished them off before you could say, Baltic the Great! Did you finish them all? I mean, did you get all of them? <laughs> asks. Well, one did sneak away, but he was bashed up pretty good. Great. Now the evil one knows we're coming. He knew we were coming anyway. Now he knows to fear us. Let us give him more to fear. With that, he leads the way down the ladder into the tower. You cross one empty room and climb down another ladder into a room full of dead goblins. The scene is impressive indeed. At least 20 dead goblins lie scattered throughout the chamber, including Grog from earlier. As you study the scene, goodness gracious, Jamie. As you study the scene, the most terrifying laugh you've ever heard rolls through the opening leading into the other room. Baltek starts down the ladder first, but as soon as his head disappears, you hear a mighty scream of fear. Baltek's head reappears immediately, followed by the rest of his body. There are more skeletons down there than in the graveyard. Let's get out of here. (laughs) But we're so close. It seems a pity to leave now. It's better to leave and try another route than to wait for those fellas to get us. If you want to run back up the ladder and try and get off the tower before the skeletons catch you. (laughs) Skeletons did not indicate that they were alive, I don't think. (laughs) But apparently they can catch us, so we should turn to page 20 if we're scared of that. Um, But if you think we can make our stand here and defeat the skeletons, turn to page 34. 
It's getting late and I'm feeling ballsy. Let's do it. 34. Let's take a stand. Let's stay here and smash them as they come out of the hole. Good idea. Why did I not think of that? As you speak, the first skeleton sticks its bony head out of the hole. Baltec quickly smashes it and the skeleton falls back down. Like the mindless creature they are, the skeletons continue to climb the ladder and Baltec continues to smash them. A few manage to squeeze past Baltec, but you and Lydia dispatch them quickly. The skeletons keep coming, though you are certain you have slain at least 50 of the foul creatures. Finally, Baltec tires, and six of the creatures surge into the room. They attack Baltec immediately, and though you and Lydia swing your swords with all your might, you cannot save the mighty warrior. When you have reduced the skeletons to nothing more than a pile of bones, Baltec lies dead beside the hole. No. Lydia lets out a great moan. No. (laughs) But Pentagon quiets her. We must leave here. Before Baltec falls into the evil one's service, we will grieve for him after we take our revenge. Lydia refuses to move. We're walking into a trap. The evil one is down there with more goblins and skeletons and werewolves and even swamp thing (laughs) waiting for us. I do not doubt you are correct, but I do not see anything to do but meet the enemy. And perhaps befriend Swamp Thing. We should find another way into the chamber. Perhaps a secret door. There were no secret doors when I owned this tower. That was a long time ago. I wouldn't be surprised to find the evil one has many secret doors where you had you. You may try it if you wish, but I must meet the enemy now. With that, Pentagon climbs down the ladder. Wow. Big party-splitting moment here. Mm. If you choose to follow Pentagon into the enemy's trap, turn to page 142. But if you think it might be better to find another page into the chamber, turn to page 69. Um, I'm not sure. You decide. I, I feel like we gotta just go. Like, at the end of the day, if yeah. Lydia fucks off... Fine, let's just go. Alright, 142. We're about to fucking die. Seems possible. You descend into darkness. Is it possible no one is here? It is not... A deep voice whispers. You totally corrected in the middle of that to make it deeper, didn't you? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. A brilliantly si- silver, a brilliant silvery light suddenly floods the room, shielding your eyes. You see that the light springs from a weathered staff with great age, but the light is so dazzling you cannot see who or what holds it. Who dares hold the staff of kings? The staff of Pentagon. A low chuckle fills the room. <laughs> Don't you know me, Pentagon? We've met often enough. The light dims to a soft glow. You can now see everything in the room. Dozens of skeletons and goblins, baker's dozens even, all armed and snarling, stand along the walls. The staff stands in the center of the room, glowing softly. An ugly, thick black cloud billows about its base. As you watch, the cloud pulses and throbs as though alive. It suddenly mushrooms to an enormous size, and before your astonished eyes turns into a vast horde of shrilling, chittering bats. The foul, hot stink of their bodies fills your breath. What? <laughs> what? <sighs> you strike out wildly at the furry creatures, but they avoid your blow. Did we? Okay, this is still... I, was, I, feel, I keep getting deja vu with this fucking book. Uh, Lydia screams, bats, I hate bats, get them out of here. Just when you think you will surely go mad, the bats disappear, replaced by the swirling black fog. 
gasping with fear, you draw closer together. The black fog spins like a small cyclone besides the staff and disappears. And in its place stands an enormous black wolf with fire red eyes and long white fangs. It crouches, snarling and whining. Its back legs bunch and it springs at you. You throw up your arms to protect yourself, but the wolf disappears in mid-leap and the black fog returns. So nothing has actually happened yet. (laughs) (laughs) Making a big show of it. Yeah. Once more, it begins to churn, changing shape and size with every breath. It moves back to the staff. Slowly, a bent black figure covered head to toe by a dark cloth appears. Dark cloak even appears. (laughs) You cannot see its face. Only a bit of the swirling black fog. More terrifying than any face could possibly be. It keeps its hands tucked inside the folds of its sleeves. As you can see, says the evil one's hollow voice, I have many faces. I am darkness. I am fear. I am your nightmares. The chilling voice pauses, then continues. Bow down and pay homage to my power. No. Mike Wazowski, you forgot to fill out your paperwork. Not as long as I live. Raising his young staff, a mere twig compared to the staff of kings, he points at the black figure. A shaft of lightning blasts out of the end of the staff towards the enemy. The dark one raises his hands and points his own staff at Pentagon. The bolt stops in midair, quivers, and retraces its passage. As the bolt hits the young staff, a clap of thunder fills the room, and the small staff bursts, falling to the ground in a million smoking shards. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Not a great sign that he used it as a metaphor for Jamie earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie about to explode. Do not try penny tricks on me. The voice sneers. How dare you challenge me when I have this? He raises the staff and holds it in front of himself. Pentagon steps towards the staff and their goblins step forward menacingly. Their weapons raised. Bow to my power or die. The figure hisses as the goblins approach. Are you going to bow to its power, hoping to buy more time? If so, turn to page 93. Or are you going to fling yourself at the staff, hoping you can surprise the evil one and knock the staff from its grasp? Turn to page 68. I think that I want to bow to its power, hoping to buy more time. I think that's smart, considering there was an option to turn to page 69. Which I was hoping that that, uh, that that wouldn't be obvious, because that is exactly, my, <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Wow, medicating. Wow. The evil one points its staff. Kneel before me, it thunders. With a gasp of outrage, Pentagon flings himself at the staff. Beck, Beck, cries the dark voice wildly. Do not try. It tries to evade Pentagon's rush, but Pentagon is too fast. It reaches out and grabs the glowing staff with both hands. The dark figure tries to pull the staff back with its smoky, wispy fingers. The staff turns to a dazzling silver, then dims to an eerie red. It flashes silver once again and seems to vibrate and throb. The two foes, one slight and frail, the other large and black, sway back and forth in the flashing light. They almost seem to be slow dancing. A tremendous <laughs> tremendous boom echoes off the walls, and gray, dirty smoke fills the room. You cannot see anything, and are coughing so hard that you cannot hear the beautiful music filling the room any longer. <laughs> you are barely even able to stand. Even the goblins tear up at how beautiful <laughs> the embrace is. But they're also choking and wheezing. And when the smoke finally clears, you rub your burning eyes and strain to see the victor. There is no dark figure, but there is no pentagon either, and no staff. Nothing remains of their presence except a great scorch mark in the center of the room. 
The skeletons are nothing but piles of bones along the wall, but a great wailing goes up from the goblin. Mr. Good, Mr. Good. You and Lydia look at each other. You're the only two left, except for Owl and Fox, who don't count all of a sudden, apparently, <laughs> and also have been awfully quiet. True. <laughs> Draw your two weapons. You slowly retreat until your backs are against the wall. The angry goblins begin their approach, weapons drawn. A sudden rage fills you as you think of Pentagon and Baltech. You leap forward, waving your sword and screaming a loud war cry. Lydia, after a startled glance, follows your lead, and the battle is on. You wield your sword with great skill and determination, vowing that no matter what, you will keep swinging until the end. Wow. Wow. Pretty fucking dark. Evil defeated, but... At what cost? Yeah. You know, it, it kind of leaves uh, leaves the ending up to interpretation, but uh, I think that Jamie probably survives, probably later meets up with Pentagon, and then probably goes on other adventures. That, that'd be my guess. I think that um, Jamie dies... And um, Lydia's current skin gets all fucked up. And so she puts on Jamie's skin over her robot body. (laughs) And then she becomes Jamie and then goes on the later adventures. And so when we were, in fact, riding the Rainbow Dragon as Jamie in the Rainbow Dragons, their revenge, of course, um, we were, in fact, Lydia, the robot elf. I I think that that's got to be fact. You're right. I was wrong. That's got to be canon. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, with that, I think that's uh, as good a place as any to leave it. You know, we didn't, I would say we didn't lose, but we didn't win. This definitely feels like a mixed bag ending. Um, Probably not the official one, but uh, I'll take it. We'll take it, folks. And with that, Jerry, why don't you uh, tell the people where they can uh, check you out if they want to hear more? Uh, Sure. I don't really do a whole lot of social media, so don't look me up. Look up Illustrium, the death metal band that I'm in. We've got a new album coming out at some point in 2021. Look up Tuckins. Uh, you just put out an EP too. Yeah, we just put out an EP too. It's pretty rad. I like it a lot. Look up Tuckins. Uh, there's an ad in pretty much every episode of this show for them, so you're probably sick of hearing about it, including this very one. Wow, how about that? And also, there's a podcast that I really enjoy that I think that you guys might like as well. You should check it out. It's called Best Little Horror House in Philly, and uh, yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah, I I like that one too. I heard that if you use offer code Best Twenty at Tuckins.com, then you can actually get twenty percent off your order there yeah that sounds right that's what i heard you guys could try it yourself uh i should <laughs> uh, as far as my plugs you can check me out on twitter at little horror phl and if you want to hear the sequel to this that actually happened before so this is really the prequel i guess you can check out revenge of the rainbow dragons on the patreon and uh yeah there's all kinds of good stuff including uh when this episode comes out there will be a episode about the movie solaris on the patreon that is maybe the thing i'm most proud of in my entire life Uh, like this episode is fucking worth signing up for wow gang wow yeah i said it i meant it Uh, it's real fucking good so check that out it features paul ritchie from goosebuds and continue you might know him philadelphia icon pretty cool guy i've never met him but uh pretty cool guy Yeah, so those are going to be my plugs. If you're enjoying the show, rate and review, and uh, we'll be back with a a regular episode next week. That's it, everyone. Bye. Cube sucks.